This is episode 205 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony, sitting right across sitting right across from me via Zoom, dumbfounded, as always, by my intros. It's my pal DeQuincy. I'm just over here eating a delicious bowl of, handmade, of homemade spaghetti and meatballs, <laughs> letting you just go off and do what you want. And all I can think of, wow, this is a good meatball. I'm real Italian. <laughs> I got real Italian hours over here, so I, I, I would pay no attention to you. Okay. Well, it's good to know I can do whatever I want. I have the power. You can do whatever you want, just as long as you remember I can edit this podcast <laughs> any way I want. That's very true. Very true. How are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I have a question, man. Go ahead. I, uh, before we start recording, I Laundry stopped and I threw my clothes in the dryer. Mm-hmm. What is it with, with dress shirts and those, the collar stays, right? What is it with dress shirts that leave the collar stays exposed? So they fall out when you wash your, your dress shirts. You're talking to me. I have not worn dress shirts professionally and I can't tell you how long. <laughs> <laughs> I am a blue collar man, a mechanic. I work for the people. I'm not living up and working in some ivory tower, looking down the little people like you. I, I work in no tower, no ivory tower. Looking down at us little people, calling us ants, insignificant, <laughs> taking calls from Jeff Bezos. <laughs> no, man, I don't know why church do that it's just weird very annoying Mm -hmm. we pay enough money for them zip it up yeah oh although i did have to wear a dress uh shirt yesterday i had an interview for a new job Ah. and um let me tell you these um zoom interviews you you wouldn't expect to see this for or hear this from me considering that i talk to you on zoom on a weekly basis but god talking to a stranger on zoom is such a it's so weird <laughs> like, did you did you uh buy uh, uh you know just by habit did you say okay q a podcast episode <laughs> three two <laughs> wait i'm sorry <laughs> sorry no it's just, it's so impersonal and sterile of yeah. when, uh, meeting someone for the first time and i think the worst part is like anyone who uses zoom knows like you you know you got the camera on the person you see them but above them is a camera view so you can see yourself in the meeting so like i'm watch, i'm talking to the interview interview and i'm talking to her and i'm looking at myself and i realize i'm thinking and i realize wow i use my hands a lot when i'm talking <laughs> so yeah that was a an experience something honestly i hope to do more often if i get this job because it's for it's basically remote 
Heck yeah. That's worth it right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's all wish DQ the best of luck and hopefully, hopefully get that job. By the time you hear this, I've already already had my second interview, so I'll know by next week. So I guess you guys cool. will know. Yeah. Like I'm a little bit nervous, but not that much. I mean, I haven't quit my current job. I'm still working there. So it's Thank not God. like I, yeah, it's not like I don't have a safety net or anything. Right. And even like I told you earlier before we start recording, even if I don't get the job, it's like, well, at least I have practice going on an interview. Cause this is the first time I've been on an interview and had no idea I was going to get the job in over six years. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so it's a good experience whether I get or not. And hey, chance of getting it 50 50, either it happens or it doesn't. There you go. All right. But enough about me and my life. Let's get to what the people really want to talk about good old American baseball. Oh, and if you notice, we were not here um, on Monday to talk about the Texans because that game was depressing. <laughs> I should have turned off that game at halftime. My dumb ass kept watching after that Damian uh, Pierce touchdown. Mm-hmm. Once again, hope is a terrible thing. I allowed myself to feel hope for the sad sack football team. And why we still do it, I I, I don't know. I don't know. But remember, we said before. Um, I don't remember if we said on the podcast or not, but we were like, hey, we may not do the football thing every week if it's not fun for us we or there's nothing to talk it. about. Hey, it's, been, week it's, three. Been, it's, it's been four. Week they're, four. Yeah, they're all three and one. So, you know, I, I was going to say we'll make a vow not to talk about the Texans again until they win and they're playing the Jaguars this weekend. So it's always a chance. Slight chance, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the Thursday night game tonight? Do you know? It is Denver and Indianapolis. Ooh, rock fight. <laughs> uh, all right, but back to our main. So let's talk about a little baseball. The regular season is finally over. That's it. And we're in the playoffs. Um, so we're going to go ahead and start talking about the playoffs. But before we do that, we also have to admit our sins, go all the way back to April, and we're going to discuss our MOB predictions. You have them written down? Oh, I have them right now. I'm looking at uh, the playoff predictions we have right now. Okay. <laughs> uh, where do you want to start? National League or American League? Let's get these uh, sins out the way. Let's get the National League over because I, I have a feeling we are all over the place with that one. Uh, well, close enough. All right. Uh, so I'll just go to – do you want to do the awards or you want to wait till they get announced? Yeah, we can wait till they get announced. We, we right. can make revised <laughs> predictions. Okay. Because those award, those awards, they're worse now. They're worse than the playoffs prediction. All right, and um, just so you know, um, I will be talking to Daniel. Try to get him on the podcast so he can explain his sins as well. All right. So starting with the National League, are you ready? Yep. So we both predicted the Atlanta Braves to win the East. Yes. Came down to the wire, but we both got that one. <laughs> Thank God. In the central one so far. One for one. 
And that's and, and now it all goes downhill for me at least. In the central, you picked the St. Louis Cardinals, and I picked the Milwaukee Brewers. In fact, both you and Daniel picked the Cardinals. I'm I was the outsider. I picked the Brewers to win the NL Central. No, I mean, you, you had good reason. Yeah, but I want to talk about the Brewers real quick. And mainly want to talk about Brewers ownership. Like I've said it before, and I'll say it again. What's the point of owning a sports franchise? You're going to be a cheapskate. <laughs> yeah. Because if you're going to be cheap and you have like a set limit that's lower than the luxury tax, salary cap, whatever, that means everything on your team has to go perfect in order for you to win your championship. Right. So as if you're the Brewers and say you're an all-star closer, all of a sudden can't throw strikes or your former um, MVP outfielder loses 20% of his value. You're, it's, it's a wrap for you. Yeah. I'm like, why are you being cheap? Like, isn't, is the goal to make money or is it to win a championship? Because guess what? If you win a championship, you'll make a lot of money. A lot of money. That just irritated me. They and Milwaukee seems to have a pitching staff, like you know that that they're that they can build like for. It looks like they have they have one that's built for the future. You know that should be a long term. You know rotation with Burns and Lauer was pretty good this year. Uh, Woodruff, he he had he's pretty good, I believe. Yeah, yeah. He was, he's pretty good this year. Yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. But like I said, everything has to go perfect. So we saw what happened to the Brewers this year. What's to say that next year one of their pitchers takes a step back or, God forbid, gets injured or something like that? Mm-hmm. You don't have the payroll to go out there and fix to cover any mistakes like, say, the yeah. Dodgers would or I was going to say the Yankees, but they like to play cheap now. Okay. But th- let's say the Christian Mets. Yelich. And Christian Yelich got to age 30 quickly. Yeah, fell off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Moving on, um, NO West, I get back on the win board. I picked the Los Angeles Dodgers. You picked the San Francisco Giants. And the Giants end the season. Let me shoot. 500. Yeah, 81 and 81. <laughs> Explain to me your Giants pick. Uh, they added Rodon during the offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Wow, I don't I don't recognize any of their pictures <laughs> currently. They had to have they had to have had somebody at the start of the season that I thought was going to contribute. Um, wow, yeah, I look at this roster and they really got lucky in twenty twenty one. Looking at this now, this feels more like a Dodgers hater pick than a Giants <laughs> lover pick. Yeah. You were just so anti-Dodgers. You were like, I can't have them win the division. I mean, the Giants won 107 games that year. Mm-hmm. 
last year, the 2021. It, it's hard. You know, it was hard to, you know, not think that they could be competitive again. But, boy, they – and they had an ace pitcher like this – like the top of the rotation guy, and they still, man, barely – Barely got to 500. Yeah. Buster Posey retired. And all those veterans that they had from last year just got old overnight. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're right. They signed Carlos Rodon, which he had a great year for them. But you look up and down that lineup, it's just a, it's just, it's like a, a radio station. They play in the hits, they play in the oldies. Right. All right. Um, for our wild card teams, who'd you? Have? You picked the Dodgers, the Brewers, and the Mets. And I picked the Mets, the Phillies, and the Padres. Holy shit! Did I get all that right? I think you did. All right. Not bad. All right. Look at me with some devil magic. So the only team I didn't believe in was the Cardinals. Both you and Daniel did. Mm-hmm. And Daniel Wildcard, Giants, Mets, and Padres. Wow, y'all put a lot of faith in the Giants. I <laughs> oh, but don't worry. If we get to American League, we're gonna it's gonna baffle us. Oh, I did not realize American League East, we all picked the Blue Jays. To win? Yes. <laughs> okay. That was us believing in th- in the off season hype for all of us. We went mm-hmm. heavy Blue Jays. Yeah, great. Central, all three of us picked the White Sox. Oops, big oops on that one. In our defense, I did not know Tony Larusa was that bad of a manager. <laughs> uh, West, oh, go ahead. The man's almost eighty. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you finally officially had to step down because body said enough. Yeah, I'm 80. Let's see. In the West, we all went to Astros, of course. Mm-hmm. And your wild card teams: Boston Red Sox, Seattle Mariners, Tampa Bay Rays. Two out of three, ain't bad. Mm-hmm. And I went. Tampa Bay Rays, Seattle Mariners, and Detroit Tigers, who lied to me and tried to pull that same thing this year where they win a bunch of games at the end to make you think next year's the year. Detroit Tigers? Yes. I picked the Tigers because they had, at the end of last season, they were playing well. They played over 500, I think, the last month or so of the season. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, they're bringing in Javi Baez. They got, um, uh, what's the name, the pitcher from the Red Sox? Let's see. Who is this picture you're speaking of? Yeah, now I can't remember his name. Water Rodriguez? Yeah. And I was like, all right, they're ready to make a run. How was I to know the Rodriguez would just disappear for like six weeks? Or Javi Baez couldn't lay off any slider outside the zone? How was I to know that Spencer Torkerton would turn to a dud? 
You should have known just by his name. I don't think that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fair. Uh, there Yeah, so we missed a couple. I think I had the biggest miss with the Tigers. Both you and Daniel picked the Red Sox as wildcard teams. They were in it until... Until they weren't. Yeah, until what, the trade deadline, basically. <laughs> but you know what? I hit all three wildcard teams in the NL, so I'll hold that over both of you. There you go. Hey, but I did predict Seattle making the playoffs, which is what the first time in a few years. We all, oh, you and me did. We both did. I swear to God, I I changed that, but I guess I stuck with uh, stuck with you because the Mariners they were definitely getting that love uh, preseason, and I remember thinking, man, they had such an incredible record in close games. That stuff doesn't translate from year to year. They can take a step back, but I was like, uh, let me be a coward and go along with the crowd. Probably because I was like, God, oh, the Tigers. That's my crazy pick. Right. Yeah, it sure was crazy. All right. So let's go to the playoff picture. We got four games Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, which series are you most interested in watching? Honestly, I don't even know who's who's playing. I, I'm to start. I'm actually kind of astounded by this postseason bracket. I, I wasn't totally aware that there's like a first round bye. My Lord, these, you know, the, my these... brother in Christ, where have you been this season? All over the place. But um, honestly, man, what are your thoughts on that real quick? Like, the fact that you know the top four teams get like basically a whole week off, which we see, you know, which has its pluses and minuses. Yeah, I don't know because this rarely happens. It happens like every once in a blue moon when the uh, representative from either the AL or NL clinch the the pennant. And then they got to wait for the other team, the other league to um, cl- the clinch. You know, you sweeping four, the other team goes to seven. Mm-hmm. And Justin Verlander said that's one of the reasons why the Tigers were so rusty against the uh, who was it? The I think it was the Giants when they met in the World Series uh, about a decade ago just because they had a long layoff because they had swept or they had won their, their um, series real quick. And meanwhile, the Giants went, I think they went seven that year. So I don't, I don't know what it's going to be like. I want everyone to be rested and healthy and everything. And it's much better to be the team that wins their division and doesn't have to worry about getting knocked out in the wild card round. But I, rust right. is a factor. And momentum is a factor as well. Eh. Momentum's but always weird because 
if you have the momentum, like you should win all the time. But we've seen so many times you have like that Texans game that I was referencing earlier. They had the momentum until they didn't have the momentum. Where'd it go? Right. Momentum just walked across the sideline and went over to uh, the Chargers side. Like, I don't believe in momentum as like this mystical energy thing that just goes from person to person. Momentum to me, it's just, it's a mental thing. It's mm-hmm. like, we're winning. We're in a good, we're doing well. I believe we can keep going, but it can always change. Right. There's no way to define it. Yeah. I hope you're right. Cause you know, I'm counting on the Astros to get some back to the world series and win it all. And it, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's, I feel like there are a lot of pluses and minuses, you know, or things to be grateful for and things to kind of worry about, you know, the extra rest, it's good. Everybody's kind of, you know, you get your rotation set. Like you're, you're, you know, you know, you make sure that nobody's getting banged up or anything like that. Like everybody's available. Um, but you know, yeah. But I also think about that that layoff. But you know, we'll we'll just have to see how it goes. You know, and we're almost there, really. I mean, I I worry, but then it's like the weekend is already here. The games mm-hmm. start on Tuesday anyway, so. Um, you know, yeah, the games for the division series, right? The wild card right. games or this Friday, Saturday. It's like before I go any further, how much do you know about the wild card round this year? I'm looking at it right now. This is the first time, first I'm seeing who's all playing. All right, so let me explain to people wild card games are going to be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. All three games will be take will be, uh, take place at the um the uh lower seat the higher seats ballpark there's no travel or anything wow uh, that's okay. two out of three mm-hmm. i didn't know that yeah that's huge yeah so the first game starts tomorrow raise at guardians it's going to be what's it 11 on espn like you do you, can you um do you see the um the schedule for all three all three days? Yes, for the Racing Guardians. Yeah, no, you see the schedule for all three games. It's obvious what teams they they um they um think are going to get bigger numbers because they got the Racing Guardians first on Friday, first on Saturday, and second on Sunday. Oh yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's kind of how it should be, I, th- I guess. So you see the wild card. Watch Tampa? No. Or Cleveland, no offense. Cleveland has an established, you know, uh, fan base. You know, they, they've been around long enough. But um, Uh, you know, outside of that, I mean, you know, yeah, there, there aren't going to be a lot. And let's be real. I mean, you know, unfortunately, Floridians are probably busy with, you know, more important things than than playoff baseball. Mm-hmm. So you, I, I don't think you're, you're going to get a huge viewership from, you know, Tampa fans. I, I just don't think you're going to get a huge viewer, viewership anyway. People like they know the Rays, but I don't think they really care. And the Guardians, I think the most interesting thing about the Guardians is their name change. 
and the fact that this is their first year as the Guardians, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's pretty cool. That's actually a pretty cool accomplishment. Name change and they get to the playoffs in the first their yes. first year. I mean, you know, that doesn't happen often. Yeah, sell that I don't merch, think that baby. Happened in Devil Rays. I don't remember. Did they, I remember them being good after they changed their name. But yeah, you know, on top. Which see, which series are you most excited to watch? I think the best series is going to be Seattle and Toronto. Yep. There's a lot of young players, a lot of young pitching, um, a lot of exciting players on both of those teams mm-hmm. that that's going to be – yeah, that's definitely the, the matchup to, to keep your eye on. Yeah. And, of course, that matchup is going to determine which team the Astros play. So let me what? ask you, what team are, do you want to move on to the Astros? Oh man. Um because uh, I have an answer. I think you want Seattle. You want Seattle? You're the Astros. Mm-hmm. Because not this is Astro. What game? Which who do you want to see? Well, I think I want to oh, I mean my brain says that I want to see Seattle. Mm-hmm. But I feel like my emotions say I want to see Toronto just because that lineup is so good. Um, that would be an exciting matchup. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they're a better team than Seattle and would put up a – it'd be a tougher fight for the Astros. My Even Seattle did put up you know, – you know, didn't make it easy for the Astros during the season. During the regular season, my answer is the Blue Jays, mm-hmm. and the reason is we played the Mariners nineteen times during the regular season. I'm tired of seeing them. Okay, that's fair enough. That's fair enough too. And also, one thing that um, you got to remember for these wild card um, games, they are burning their their best pictures, their one and two starters, because they got to do everything they can to win and make it on to the next round. That's why I like losing the division was so costly for the Mets because you're, you're going into the wild card round against the Padres and you got to throw both Scherzer and um, DeGrom out there. And then if you're lucky enough to make it past the Padres, then you got the Dodgers and you may only get one um, go with both of those pitchers. Maybe you get two, but then you're bringing either Scherzer or DeGrom back at, on short rest, and you got both of those pitchers who, who have been injured this year. Right. And so for the Blue Jays, you know, one game one, two, they're using their ace and a number two starter, and, and if they win those two two games, you know, you know Saturday, when it turn around on Tuesday – who are you throwing out there to take on, you know, the best team in the American League, your third starter? Like, you're behind the eight ball, which honestly is good for the wild card team. You should have won your division if sure. If you didn't want to be like that. 
But yeah, I'd rather take I'd rather take on the Blue Jays. Like no disrespect to the Mariners, they've had a great uh, season. Everything. It's just uh, I've seen you and I've seen you enough, guys. I know this game. No, I mean, look, the Blue Jays. I mean, I think that would be a killer matchup. I mean that that Blue Jays lineup is pretty good. I think a lot of people are taking the Mariners because they feel like the Mariners are the softer option. I'm like, no, let's make this as hard as possible so no one can say anything after we win. That's perfectly valid, too. I I get that as well. Give me the Blue Jays. Give me the Yankees. Give me the Dodgers. Man, that that Blue Jays lineup is – Pretty stacked with Kirk as their catcher, Bichette. What is he, shortstop? Yeah, and he's hit like, I think, 400 this month. Like, he's been on fire. Mm-hmm. Vlad Jr., first. Chapman, who hit 27 home runs. Uh, Kevin Biggio is still starting every day, second. It's like, we're going to keep putting them out there because we don't have any other options. Yeah. Or if we do an option, that option gets hurt. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Teoscar Teoscar Hernandez. Mm-hmm. Uh, Springer, of course. And then whoever else is there, you know, their left fielder. It's a good lineup, man. Yeah, that's why I want to go through them. Make it, make it as hard as possible. Put it on Hall, Hall of Fame mode. Let's get it done. Sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so who are you picking in each of these series? Uh, let's see. So I'll, I'll go with the Guardians over the Rays in this, uh, this wild card round. Um, I'm gonna like I told you, my brain was saying to pick the Blue Jays because I think they are a better team, and they have home field advantage. Don't forget that. That too. So, yeah, I mean, I I know I'm going against what I was saying earlier, but I will pick the Blue Jays because of the logic, you know. So you're going Guardians and Blue Jays picking both home teams yeah. um, we always make the joke about the Rays like they can get anyone out of the crowd and hit two, 280 but it feels like this year has been one of those years where like everything that, that can go mid for them has gone mid right so I, I, I'm a little worried about them I think I think everyone is over, uh, overlooking Cleveland and they won I think 92 games this year yeah, and they're—I mean, they—they yeah. they have a legitimate replacement for Lindor. Finally, you know, he—he he finally showed up. Yeah, I know people are like, "Oh, he won." They won ninety-two games in a soft division, but like, you can only play the games that are on your schedule. Mm-hmm. And if you're a good team, you take care of business and you—you you win. It's not like they won the division with eighty-three games. They won over ninety. Yeah. They won more games than the Rays did. 
the same amount as the Blue Jays, more than the Mariners. You know, it's it's funny. I mean, I wasn't necessarily necessarily looking to to pick up all these guys, but during my fantasy league this year, whoop, 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 fancy alert, whoop, 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 fancy alert, ninth place, baby. Out of how many teams? Twelve. Okay. Not a great year. <laughs> not last. Not definitely not last. Thankfully, but it was close for a while. Um, but I had a lot of these guys on my team and uh, outside of Jose Ramirez who hit 280, 29 home runs, 126 RBI uh, and Josh Naylor who hits 20 home runs they didn't have a lot of power in that lineup but they had a lot of good hitters like guys were hitting for high average yeah that's what that's what Cleveland does was flirting with 300 all year uh, Andres Jimenez, their you know their shortstop, three hundred flirting with it all year. Um, they've got it seems like they have some good hitters, like just guys that can get on base and uh, and make things interesting. So get on base, steal, go first to third. Yeah, you want to guess where Cleveland ended up um, in home runs this year? Out of in, out of out of, all, out of all of MLB. Out of the 30 teams. 25th. Ooh, you were high. 29th. Ooh. The only team they finished ahead of was the Detroit Tigers. You can say Tampa Bay Rays. <laughs> no, no. But the one thing Cleveland has on their side is a, a bullpen. The fourth yeah. best bullpen in um, all of baseball this year, according to Fangraphs. It's like once – if as long as they can – push a lead together they can shut you down mm-hmm. i think their closer is one of the best in game this year his name 42 saves yeah manual chase yeah so once they take a lead and they can get to the fifth sixth ending it's almost a wrap the problem is just them getting the lead because there was things like we got to scrap together a lead, you know, we got to get four hits in order to score two runs. And then the Rays will come up and get a, a bloop single and a, and a wander blast and it'll be tied. But I'm, I'm with you. I'm going with the, uh, the guardians in that one. And then for the other one, we talked about the Mariners and the Blue Jays. Yeah. And you picked the Blue Jays, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, using, using like, you know, being logical about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Picking the Blue Jays. Yeah. I think I'm going with you. I think you picked the Blue Jays as well. But it'll probably I think it'll be the most intense series of, of the wild card round. Oh, I think that's gonna be the series that goes back and forth the most just lead changes all three games. I think that one's going three. So the Astros finished with the best um Pitching staff in the um, American, uh, not American League, but the all of MLB. Can you mm-hmm. guess 
where the second ranked AL team came in and can you guess what team it is? Second best AL team. Yeah. Pitching. Mm-hmm. Um was it Seattle? Nope. Seattle is 16th. 16th. Man. I guess Cleveland. Cleveland is ninth. Right. So close. Tampa? Nope. They were 13th. You want me to tell you? Yeah. It's a team that's also now playing this weekend, the New York Yankees, and they were seventh. Like the Houston's pitching is so dominant. Like that's why I think they're just gonna run a rough shot over the American League, no matter who's in their way. Mm-hmm. Wait, did you say the Yankees are playing this weekend? I said there's a team that's also not playing this weekend. Oh, not playing. Okay, I got you. Got you. Yeah, I was doing that research today. I was like, well, the Astros are the best. Let's see where everyone else ranks. So Astros number one, New York is seven, uh, Cleveland is ninth. Toronto is 12th, Tampa Bay's 13th, mm-hmm. Seattle is 16th. Who did I miss? That wasn't everybody, was it? Oh, that's six teams. Yeah, that was everybody. All right, so let's go to the National League side. Which game you want to start with? Phillies, Cardinals, Padres, Mets. Which series? Uh, Phillies, Cardinals. Are you enjoying the swan song for Albert Pujols? Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina? Well, Pujols has been the only one that's actually been effective the last month. I think Wainwright's ERA... Um, this month of September is like over seven. Mm-hmm. So it hasn't been well for him, but Pools got to the 700 club, 700 home run club. Um, excited. And, you know, all, all congratulations to him and to all his fans. Um, I do not want to see him and the Cardinals in the World Series because they're going to play that goddamn Brad Lidge home run like 7,000 times. Oh, yeah. Well, luckily, they're going to have – I think they might have some problems with Philly. But this lineup is a very good lineup. I mean, Goldschmidt is definitely an MVP candidate for the uh, National League. Mm-hmm. Arenado does what he does even away from Colorado. Also MVP candidate this year. Yeah. Um, and Pujols, I mean, you know, he's still got some juice left, just enough to, you know, get him through the playoffs, it looks like. He has a role, and that's dh against left-handed hitters. <laughs> yeah. And hoping they're using the moon balls from 2019. Oh, did I say that out loud? <laughs> um. But, man, I, I was shocked. I'm shocked looking at their pitching staff. <laughs> Dude, at the well, rate where you don't know anybody. Yeah. 
considering they won their division. Like that's a sad that's a sad uh, situation with with Milwaukee because Milwaukee had a much better better pitching staff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we said coming into the season Milwaukee had the better pitching staff than just by every team in the Central. The problem is their offense is non-existent. They were walking a tightrope, and that tightrope broke this year. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Where is Seattle ranked? Seattle starters ranked 16th in the league. Oof. Yeah, that's going to be their biggest, pro- their biggest problem going against this Philly team because they got a, a bunch of thumpers in the Philly lineup. Bryce Harper, um, Kyle Schorber, uh, uh, JT Rillamuto. Mm-hmm. And they got to have a lot of power because their defense is shitty. <laughs> Castellanos, Gene Segura, who's a just a good hitter. Like he's a good contact hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, this, this lineup is – it's a lot better than – than Philly or than uh, St. Louis, you think so? I think so. Overall, I don't know. I think you know. You think about St. Louis; they got those two MVP candidates from playing right now. And you know, we talk about Pujols playing out of his mind. I, I feel like their lineup may be about equal. Maybe give a. I don't think it's like a crazy edge of Philadelphia. Maybe it's a slight edge. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest edge you're gonna have is that pitching staff, like their starting rotation, uh, with uh, Wheeler and Nola starting for Philadelphia. I think that's the biggest edge they got. No, I, I hear you. I think, um, yeah, I, I, okay, a slight edge offensively, I think, is is the appropriate. The appropriate appropriate way to look at them, um, but I think that's going to make the difference. Yeah, I think so too. The only thing I think of is that damn Cardinals Devil Magic, where they just have the way of putting putting <laughs> balls like when they're batting, the balls just go exactly where they need to go and. Like I said earlier, Philly has so many terrible defenders out there and mm-hmm. in both corner outfields and in uh, third base that if the Cardinals get a little lucky, they can get a, they can run away with this. Well, not run away. They can win in three. I think this is another one that's going to end up in a three-game series. I hope all of them end up three-game series because I want as much, much baseball as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and Philly does not have an established closer, and neither does does St. Louis. Mm-hmm. But it seems like their wrote their pitching rotation is uh, more equipped to, you know, to handle this series than than St. Louis's. All right, so uh, are we both picking the Phillies? Yeah, I'll, I'll pick the Phillies. Yeah, I'm sorry, Albert. Looks like your dream season ends here. Yeah, 
hitting wise, Philadelphia was the eleventh best team, and St. Louis was wow. St. Louis was third. Well, oh, I mean, you know what helps a lot, uh, and that is defense also matters. <laughs> St. Louis defensive uh, rating is uh, overall as a team 3.7, Philadelphia negative 51.5. Oh my God, it's horrible. Yes. Man, I'm looking at these numbers and Philadelphia wasn't that much better than St. Louis. Instead, in fact, St. Louis has the higher, like, a WRC plus, which is like 100 is average and every number above is, is a percent uh, better than average. Philadelphia was 106 and St. Louis was 114. Now, I don't know. I might be. Are you staying with Philadelphia? Yeah, I'll, I'll stick with Philly. Uh, oh, I, I feel it taking over. The Cardinal, oh, no. the Cardinal Devil Magic has me. Ah, no. Uh, I changed my mind. I'm going St. Louis. Okay. All right. And our last series, Padre versus Mets. The Nine Mets. The Mets were leading that division for 170 days and then gave up the draws at the end. All they had to do was win one damn game against the Braves, and they couldn't pull that off. LOL, Mets is back, baby. I feel like I, I just talk. I can just talk about the Mets for the rest of this podcast. Like it's crazy to think that they won a hundred and one games or a hundred, hundred and one, hundred and one. Actually, tied tied with Atlanta with Atlanta. But thanks to the new rules, there's no. Um, it's all tiebreakers now, so they lost by a tiebreaker. Um. Yeah, it, if your team wins 101 games, it's not supposed to feel like a failure. But yet, that's where the Mets are right now. <laughs> so here they go. They're going to be taking on, like, can, uh, can, can we be honest about the Padres? Like, that Juan Soto trade has not worked out for them at all. I completely forgot about that trade. In fact, I'm going to look up Soto's stats since he got traded to the uh, Padres. I'm telling you, they are not pretty. So it says he's hit, uh, wow, six home runs? All right. In San Diego? San Diego Padres, 236 batting average, six home runs, 16 RBIs in 52 games. Wow. Wow. 
Washington fans must be breathing a sigh of relief. They have to, right? Like, They're like, ooh, we escaped. I know. Like, he's been bad this year. They also got Josh Bell, who's been bad. And they also traded for Hater, who's been bad. Like, <laughs> Hater's been so bad, he lost his closure job. Like, good on the Padres for going all in and trying to chase a ring. But this is what happens when everything goes up snake eyes. It's like, damn, you made three acquisitions, and all three of them have basically been playing D-plus baseball for you. And let's be honest, that's a very rare accomplishment. Yeah. (laughs) If I'm A.J. Preller, and the owner comes to me and asks what happened. I'll be like, look, I went out and got the best players I could get, and they all shot the bed. <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> I did the thing they tell us that they want us to do as a fan base, go out there and get the best players. We do that, and they come up here and play like, like journeyman. It's, it's ridiculous. Like I'd be so like, I'd be frustrated if I was the GM of the other of the Like, What can I do to turn this around? Oh, and also, we forgot to mention their star shortstop was out here taking PEDs so he won't be back until sometime next year. Mm-hmm. Thank God for Manny Machado or else this team would be in the dumps. So are we both taking the Mets here? And who would have thought? Who would have thought we'd be saying that? Oh yeah! Thank God for Manny Machado with all of, with his you know temperament and and kind of his attitude. You you wouldn't think that he could help get a team to the playoffs, but by God, he did it! By gum, he did it! Yeah, he's going to be getting some MVP votes this year as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're both taking the uh, Mets here, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if anything, I mean you you're throwing out uh, Scherzer. Um, you take your pick, Degrom, if he's available. Carrasco had a good season. Uh, Bassett had a good season. Yeah. Walker had a surprisingly good season. They're their rotation is is pretty stacked. Mm-hmm. It's the most stacked of the wild card round. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, did we let's see. I was going to say, did we take all the home teams? But no, you picked the Phillies. Yeah, and that lineup is is a lot better than. Than San Diego's. Yeah. Lindor finally turned it around this season. Alonzo is, I mean, he's not playing around, man. Playing like he wants a new contract and not Judge. Oh, speaking of Aaron Judge, can we all agree to put Roger Maris Jr. back in whatever tomb he slithered out of? 
Yeah, so what was that all about? I, everybody was like glad that they're, you know, they don't have to hear from him anymore. Because he was, you know, he's fallen judge around till he hit 61 and 62. And after he hit 62, um, Maris Jr. basically was like, well, this should be the new record because we know it's clean and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, until someone produces a failed drug test from Barry Bonds, there's nothing you like. You just gonna have to sit and accept it until we know that every pitcher that Bonds went against was clean. Like we were t- I was talking about that work, we have no idea what pitchers were and we're not using anything in the the wild wild west that was the um, early two thousands. Right, and and let's. I mean, look the way I look at it the way I look at the steroid situation, the fans can be fans, right? Mm-hmm. We're all entitled to our opinions. We're entitled to feel the way we want to feel about the situation, all these situations, but there's nothing we can do about it, right? We don't control the record books. We don't do any of that stuff. We don't make the rules. We don't amend the rules of the game. We can only sit back and watch and have an opinion. Exactly. Yeah, Major League Baseball should have no has no right to condemn anybody to to try and change the record books because they reaped the benefits of of all of that while it was happening. They knew they knew what was going on. Come on, baseball mm-hmm. knew. You had to have known what was going on. They knew something was fishy. The home runs were leaving the park. Yeah. Like they're playing wiffle ball, but they didn't care as long as the fans came in, the money came in. The they money was given them. They reaped all the benefits. They got the fans back. You, you can't, you can't reap the rewards and then decide, uh, you know, then have a change of heart, a, a moral, you know, uh, change of heart. Yeah, and what kills me most is like all these reporters that were there during the steroid era are now wagging their fingers and like, you were there. You didn't give a damn. Anybody that profited from it, benefited from it. Uh, Oh, hold on, hold on. And there's a story, there was a a reporter that um, during Mark McGuire's days in um, St. Louis, I think it was when he was chasing the the record, I think it was at 98. Yeah, he actually like saw a bottle of Andro, which is like uh, a steroid-like substance. And when he went to report about it, other reporters like shut him down or like, why are you trying to ruin this? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you guys, you see, when someone actually tried to investigate shit, y'all wanted to shut him down because y'all did not care. The story was, the story was, oh, watch this man break the unbreakable record. Y'all didn't care how he was doing, and now all everything that's happened since then. I'm like, oh well, he was uh, Sosa was cheating, McGuire was cheating, Bonds was cheating, and we gotta wag our fingers and, and how tell everyone how wrong this was. And I'm like, it wasn't wrong when you were there and you let shit slide. Now was it? Now all of a sudden you want to get high and moral and care. No one wants to hear that shit now. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, congratulations to Aaron Judge. That's a hell of a season that he had. He's going to get paid out the the uh, wazoo. Right. 
but I do not want to hear anyone talk about, oh, this is the real home run record. This is a clean one. Just shut the fuck up. Stop being so goddamn pretentious. No one's putting asterisks the asterisk on the other people's shit, no matter what people on Twitter or reporters in their columns like John Heyman want to say. And if you want to start putting asterisks on records, let's start putting an asterisk on some of these records that players got when black people weren't allowed to play. Let's put an asterisk on every record that came before 1947. Can we do that? I mean, you'd have to put asterisks on everything at this point. I feel like that's more asterisk worthy than steroids. When you, when you keep a whole swath of people out because of the color of their skin like that's something that you put asterisks on right <sighs> i'm glad that we don't have to hear from roger maris jr jr ever again <laughs> roger maris senior did you know he actually died in houston I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, he had, um, I think it was, let's say it was leukemia. It was some cancer he had. Yeah. I did this while, while looking up his do-nothing son. Yep, died December 14th, 1985, Houston, Texas. Wow. Non-Hodgins lymphoma. Yep, passed away at MD Anderson Hospital. I see. Well, that's where you go to get treated. That's the place to go. Oh, and we want to talk about things that look suspicious number-wise. Let's talk about Roger Maris. That man never hit more than 40 home runs, hit 61, and then never got above 35 afterwards. (laughs) Uh, there's shenanigans all throughout sports. He hit 275 home runs in his career, and 61 came in one year. Wow. Come on, man. Let's let's start asking some questions. <laughs> we really want to get down to the nitty gritty. How the hell you go from 39 home runs to 61 to 33? I have questions, Anthony. I need some answers. I wish I knew. You ain't got the answers, Anthony. I wasn't around back in 61 to study the tape. Yeah, they would have called us all kinds of names back in 1961. <laughs> Thank God we weren't. I mean, yeah, you're you're technically right. I wasn't really thinking about that, but yeah. I mean, there's there's uh I'd have been walking no around. Untrue. There. Walk around befuddled. What is a moon cricket? <laughs> you try not to laugh because it's racist, but it is funny. It's hilarious, of course. All right. Um, anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? Uh 
what were you real quick uh which accomplishment was your favorite this year was it Burlander basically locking down the Cy Young Award with a sub two ERA at age 39, a year removed, a year and a half removed from Tommy John surgery? Was it Pujols joining the 700 home run club? Was it Judge breaking the, the, you know, the uh, American League record, setting the American League record? Was it Framber setting the major league record for quality starts in a season, consecutive quality starts? There was, there was some pretty interesting milestones, I feel like, that, that occurred this year. I'll tell you which one it wasn't. It definitely wasn't Aaron Judge. If we had done this podcast on Monday, I was going to make a joke about MOB cutting into our podcast to show a broadcast <laughs> of his at bat. My Lord, I was sick and tired of that. Um, I got to say, for me, it's Verlander. Coming back, he's missed two years. And he comes back with the lowest ERA since Pedro Martinez did it. It's mm-hmm. it's amazing. Like, it's crazy. And then all I can think about now is he's going to get that Max Scherzer deal and, um, after the season. Will it be with Houston? And, uh, I hope so. I hope some – I hope, like, him and Jim Crane could get together and talk. Look, look at everything that you've done since you, you've come here. The stats you pulled up, the wins that we've done. Let's just keep that going for another two, three years. Right. Oh, speaking of Jim Crane, you have you heard these rumors going around? Like he's getting, he's preparing to fire both uh, James Click and Dusty Baker because they don't have a well, technically not fire because neither of them have a contract for next year. Just not re-sign them? Yeah. Dusty, I can definitely see. I mean, the guy's almost 80 as well. Um, and if they win the World Series, it's as good a time to start over with a new manager. Mm-hmm. Let dust, you know, let the big dust ride out into the sunset. I'm, wor- I'm worried he's going to be like, we won a World Series. Run it back. <laughs> Um, so in in that regard, you know, I can totally see him not, you know, deciding not to resign him click on other, on the other hand is a, is a very interesting revelation. Like, like that's a, that's an interesting one Uh because, you know, the guy was able to, to write the ship, you know, with dusty, you know, with the big dust after, you know, the whole debacle of 2019. Mm-hmm. You know, Lunau getting fired and and Hinch getting fired. Like, um, so I'm I'm pretty surprised to hear that. You know that that report that part of the report that came out a couple of weeks ago. Ken Rosenthal was talking about, it, and it's it's a story that it snowballed. It's just been gaining steam since that since then. And. When it comes to Jane Click, all I can think of is like anonymous because I have no idea what this guy is is doing. Like, there's no, it's not like he's being big and bombastic. He's making the moves necessary. But it's like the team, like when you have a team this good, you don't need to be making big moves. You just need to be like fixing the the cracks in the foundation for a championship. You you don't need to bring a sledgehammer to this thing. Right. 
And I would say like they've done they've done everything that they need to do. Like you look at them bringing back Verlander, hit the season he had, like the starting pitching, everything they've done scouting scouting wise, the bullpen. Uh, they lost Carlos Correa, and they actually won more games this year than they did last year with a rookie replacement. Yeah. So and with um the ghost of Yuli Guriel, like they've done they've done what they need to do. They're a championship contender. Like he doesn't need to make big moves. So I don't know why Crane would feel like, oh my, this isn't my guy. He's not doing the what I need to do. Like you don't need to chase the headlines like Steve Cohen does, you know, the owner of the New York Mets because they haven't been anywhere in almost a decade. Like right. your perennial championship team. And if that was a big, if that was a, a priority of Jim Crane, he would have, he would have signed Correa to that mm-hmm. $300 million contract. He wouldn't have hesitated. Yeah. He, he would have, like, he did, with, like he did with Verlander. When they came down to Verlander, he's the one who made the moves to go get him. If you really want a career, you could have done that. Right. And shit, if you really, if you still want career, you can do that after this season. Cause he's going to opt out of that contract with, um, uh, the twins. Oh yeah. Like if you really Especially want since they miss the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Another fantastic year. If you really want him, you can go get him and find somewhere to put Jeremy Pena or trade him. If you really, if you really want him that bad, mm-hmm. we'll, um, we'll pretend his year in, um, and Minnesota was like that year off, like uh, uh, college students take when they go over to Europe. We'll just pretend <laughs> like, yeah, we'll just let it go. Uh, I don't know. I feel like this is more of a Mia thing than a Jim Crane thing. Mia. Uh, like, like something for them to talk about. Oh, they don't have contracts. Let's make a story about this when it's really like a media. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm media. Sorry, I sorry. media. I was like, who's that? I think they'll be fine. Where they stay or where they go, they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. If I was, if I'm Jim Crane, I just give them the, I just, I would give Click the contract. Like, all you got to do is just, Keep everything smooth, man. I'll need you to come in wrecking and shop. I got all these guys for years and years. Right. Like the only thing you need to be really worried about right now is signing Kyle Tucker to a long-term contract. That's mm-hmm. it. Dusty's 73, so he's not close to 80. Mm-hmm. It's not that close to 80. Closer to 80 than we are. Sure. He said he still wants to come back. Mm-hmm. I'd like to win this year and next year too. I've always said, if I win one, I win two. So you have, so you have to win one first in order to win two. All right, we'll see. We'll see as the season go, goes on. I mean, if they win one, it's going to be hard pressed for them not to bring them back. At least try one, like give them a year with an option. They got to win first. Got to win that one, Dusty. Yep. All right. Um, 
So that's it about baseball. There's one thing I wanted to talk about, and it's something that you sent me um, last night that I didn't reply to. Okay. <laughs> the AEW stuff, Tony Khan trying to make uh, trying to become Booker of the Year. How do you like that? What a guy. What a guy. Like, man, can you worry about your locker room? These these guys are going online talking shit about each other and then taking it to the streets, <laughs> to the locker room. Yeah. And fighting. Apparently it was Andrade and uh, Sammy Gravar. Mm-hmm. Just and when I, they thought they had, you know, they, they had calmed everyone down. I think my favorite part of that back and forth was um, Ricky Starks going, can my uh, co-workers please shut the fuck up? <laughs> Somebody had to say it. I said before and I'll say it again. They need writers. Because people keep saying all this stuff and other people are taking it personally. Mm-hmm. And when they take it personally, that's, that's when the fists start flying. <laughs> Like they really, they really need some kind of career control. They need, honestly, they need someone besides um, the fanboy in charge right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's the grown up in the room right now? Might be Jericho. You're right. <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm really trying to think. Because I was going to say, like, maybe Moxley. Yeah, but you can always throw his his issues in his face. Who are you to tell me when you got your own shit you, to deal with? Please don't be bringing up people's uh, alcohol alcoholism up. You will get knocked the fuck out. <laughs> and you'll be right back to where we don't want to be. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, it, it might be Jericho. I don't know. It just seems like there's just a bunch of unhappy people in that locker room for mm-hmm. whatever reason. And I'm sure there's a multiple of reasons. People who thought they were going to make it big and then all these ex-WWE guys came in and took over. Yep. And then you got people like Sammy Guevara who seem like the worst people to be around. Like, this is the second time this year he's gotten an incident with a co-worker backstage. So, I'm like, it may be you, dog. This is the second time in the past six months. Yeah, it's like, you might be a prick. Like, I ain't never been to a job where two people wanted to fight me in, in a two-month, in a three-month period, you know? Might be time for Sammy to go sit somewhere, have some reflection. And it might be time for their boss to realize he needs to stop being a child and actually be a fucking adult. You sign these people paycheck. Can you act like it? I don't know. It seems like we only talk about AEW when shit goes wrong. It's the best time. He's going to be so mad if he loses that Book of the Year award to Triple H. <laughs> Because I don't know about you, but I'm ready for Extreme Rules this Saturday. Yeah. 
It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a very good show. Yes. And I make sure to point out that it is this Saturday because for the longest time, I thought it was Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Anything else you want to talk about? That's all I've got. All right. Then we're going to get up out of here. Uh, We'll be back. Well, depending on what our schedule looks like, I think um, I would like to come back before the uh, division series start. Mm-hmm. So that's either like Sunday or Monday, depending on what uh, what you can do. Yeah, we, we can figure it out. Hmm. All right, we'll figure it out. All right, Anthony, as always, a pleasure talking to you. Um, and for everyone listening, thank you for liking, sharing, download, listening, everything you do. We appreciate it so, so much. And we'll be Absolutely. back. Yeah, and we'll be back. For Anthony, I'm the Quincy. Later.